are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a February 15th Wednesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, sometimes at the Associated Press, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have a vast, a wide variety of shows. We just started an NFL Draft podcast. I know that uh, NFL Draft season's heating up, so maybe... Uh, go go check that out uh, if you're into the NFL draft and NFL draft analysis during the off season. And obviously, we our 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 great podcast network was started by David Locke, the play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz, who the Blazers faced tonight in Yusuf Nurkic's debut as a Trailblazer. The Blazers lose in Nurkic's debut. 111.88 in, uh, I would say, uh, predictable fashion. Maybe they went away a little bit more, more quietly than, than I thought, but not really because this is the the last game before the All Star break. It's kind of a getaway. It's a getaway day for a lot of, for the entire league, and that is you know. So if things aren't really going your way. I think he, this is one of those games where if you don't have it, you don't really have it, and especially right before the break. And Portland, they looked like they were fighting back in the in the first half of this game, and 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 looked like they were going to be in this. But the third and fourth quarters, Utah just turned it on and really showed the type of team that they are—a team that's going to be a playoff team, a team that is. Uh, going to be a threat in in the Western Conference playoffs, and and really just took care of business. The Blazers also didn't have Alfred Camino, who's their best defensive player, and you really saw that show up a lot more in in the second half, where Utah scored almost seventy points or over seventy points. So uh, I think they scored seventy one. So. Portland's defense wasn't there tonight as Al Farouk Aminu deals with a knee strain. Uh, that doesn't sound good. So that that's that's not good. Uh, and and as I tweeted the other day, an injury to Aminu is like you don't even have to. There's no you don't even have to rest Damon CJ or anything like that. And 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 Lillard uh, Lillard's ankle is still bothering him. Mike Richmond wrote about that today for the Oregonian, and that's something else to watch. But uh, Aminu means so much to this team for on a from a defensive standpoint that and and they've actually been a pretty decent defensive team. And on top of that, for the last couple of games now, last ten or so games, he's been shooting the ball better. So. It's not good to be without Aminu, and of, and of course, and they played a, a really good team tonight, and so they didn't have Aminu, they didn't have, they don't have Evan Turner, who they're not going to have for a while, and of course, Mason Plumley, 
who's a big part of their offense. Myers Leonard got the start tonight. Hit some three pointers early, but really didn't do uh, didn't bring a whole lot else to the table in his 23 minutes of play. Ed Davis got the start for the Blazers tonight with Mo Harkless. So much to my chagrin, Ed Davis played. Uh, well, not to my chagrin because I think he's a good player and he should play. But I, I did say I didn't think he was gonna play just because uh, when Nurkic, I think. My thought was that they're going to give all the young guys minutes. They gave minutes to Nurkic, Myers, Davis, and Noah Vonley tonight. So they, they, they are probably going to play all those guys, I guess. Uh, but also maybe part of the problem with that is Aminu is injured, and that's not something that I expected to happen. And if that happens, then, of course, anybody is going to play now because Aminu is such an important part of that t- of, of, of the team from a defensive standpoint and just all the versatility he brings to the table. He's also a pretty decent rebounder. And then, yeah, so the Blazers' injuries are going to make force them into playing a lot of guys. And Pat Connaughton played 20 minutes tonight. Shabazz Napier played more tonight uh, as, as a ball handler. Nurkic, for his part was very good uh, I thought uh, he showed really promising moments even though he didn't start part of the problem as uh, our friend Adam Mars said the other day when we had the Nurkic Intel podcast so you would know this if you listen to the the podcast that we had with Adam on Sunday is that Nurkic is not in good shape right now and some of that was due to the fact that Jokic won the starting job over him and uh, he, he didn't really have a consistent role. Also, the last few games of his Denver stint, he wasn't playing very much at all. And so you, you combine those factors. So, you know, over a month of being fed up with his role and then they're trying to trade him and he's not playing barely at all. He's not in shape right now, and you could see that because he would get tired pretty quickly, and he, towards the end of the game, he had a really bad travel on a pass where McCollum, I think it was, or McCollum or Lillard, I can't remember, because and now bo- both of them are wearing the, the, the arm sleeve now, uh, which on the same arm, uh, which is... Uh, something that makes it harder to tell them apart on TV, but anyway, Nurkic caught the ball, and instead of dribbling into a dribble handoff, he walked into a dribble handoff, and to me, that just looked like a guy who was tired and and wasn't really, and this was in the fourth quarter, when Portland still had uh, was down double digits, but still maybe had a, a little bit of an outside chance to get into the game, uh, I think with about five minutes left or so, uh, Stotts decided to pull the plug on, on on any comeback attempt and and sat Nurkic down, played a lot of the young guys, Jake Lehman, Quarterman, Myers Leonard got minutes at that time too. Uh, you know, Vonley played twenty four minutes tonight, didn't have any points but had seven rebounds yeah uh Damian Lillard had a really bad game tonight from the field three of 19 one of four from the three-point line six of eight from the field seven assists though for him uh, team high but 
uh, obviously just a terrible shooting night. And again, uh, this is maybe something to watch over the next little while, how Lillard adjusts to having, uh, to life without Mason Plumlee, because I think Plumlee meant a lot more to Lillard's offensive success than I think it meant to a lot of other guys on the team. And, that was because he was such a smart passer. Lillard was really able to play off of him well. And uh, the way he would be patient and hold on to the ball and and always make sure to get the ball to Lillard in, in moments, I think, really helped Lillard's game. I remember a piece that I worked on early last season when the Blazers were struggling before they went on the run to eventually make the playoffs. And one of the changes that they made after about a month when they were struggling in the fourth quarter was they were getting the ball into Mason Plumlee's hands more. And this is something that the Blazers were doing on purpose. And at, at one point, Plumlee accounted for like 20% of Lillard's – he assisted on like 20% of Lillard's clutch shots or fourth quarter shots. And – yeah, Plumlee was it was super important to Lillard's game, and he he's gonna have to adjust because his first two games without Lillard, without Plumlee have been tough. Six of twenty one against Atlanta, and three of nineteen tonight. Uh, Nurkic showed some skill tonight. I I really liked what he showed, but uh, Plumlee just provided something for Lillard specifically that really helped. But this year, uh. They weren't able to get a lot of other things going, so uh, and and they were just so inconsistent on the defensive end that the and and on the offensive end for the latter part of this season that they had to to make a trade, and so uh, and 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 they weren't in a position to to keep Plumley because what they had going with that current core wasn't good enough to invest in long term, and now Lillard will have to adjust to that and. Uh, Obviously, it, it, it the shooting uh, is not looking good right now because Plumlee isn't there to kind of take pressure off of him and really cater to what Lillard does well. I think Nurkic or Myers Leonard or Ed Davis, you know, they all provide something. Myers and Nurkic, I think, are better screen setters, but guys know that Davian Lillard wants to take that shot off of the pick and roll and one of the ways that Lillard was really good at getting open and getting good shots was dribble handoffs and stuff like that. So guys are just going to have to get, you know, it's going to have to be one of the things that, that Nurkic works on and, and and something that Myers Leonard does work on. And uh, I I think that's going to be a a crucial thing. And I think he will figure that out. I mean, Lillard is, went from, having Robin Lopez and LaMarcus Aldridge or even J.J. Hickson early in his career to to playing with Plumlee. So I think he will be able to work off of what things Nurkic does best and uh, and and eventually get there, get some chemistry with him and, and, and other big men. But uh, as I mentioned, Nurkic was good tonight. He needs to get in better shape. And if you want to get your ticket-buying experience in better shape, there's no better place to go than SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor for this episode. 
Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has always been a confusing process. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that gamer show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell their tickets. And as I've mentioned before, when I had friends in town visiting over the holiday break, we wanted to go to a game, didn't have that many days to, to get the plan together, and I pulled up the SeatGeek app on my phone, found tickets, saw what the, the best deals were, and, and got the deal. And, and, and we had fun, and it, it was awesome. And it's super convenient. They search multiple ticket sites. It's like kayak.com for tickets, so they, they, they source from a lot of different places to find the best deal for you to save you time and money so you don't have to go to all those sites, and they help value those deals on a 1 to 100 scale with 100 being the best deal and 1 being the worst with their deal score. But best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase, and to collect that $20 rebate, on your tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. So yes, uh, the biggest takeaway from this game, Nurkic needs to get in better shape, but overall, awesome uh, debut, I thought, uh, given the circumstances, and this team is is not that far away from a, a really good pick, and 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 I think right now the the, the rest of the season is going to just become a laboratory of sorts for them to try things, try try different guys. Obviously, they will try to win because they're going to have Lillard, McCollum, and those guys don't want to lose, and I I can definitely say that, and and Terry Stotts definitely will not try uh, to lose, but. They're going to be playing a lot of young guys. Nurkic is not really in shape right now. They're trying to use, I, I think, just from reading the tea leaves, seeing the rotations, even though Ed Davis started tonight, I think that was more of a reflection of the fact that Aminu got hurt, less of a fact, less of a reflection of the, the fact that they're, you know, they're really trying to get him minutes. I, uh, they are super close to getting uh, a top five pick. Minnesota won tonight and in Denver, which is a big win for them if they want to stay in the playoff race and try and get that eight seed, which I think would be super beneficial for them. Yeah, the Blazers are, are so close to getting to a top five pick and and they don't even have to egregiously tank to do it. Uh uh, this is it, it, it's in a development phase, but Nurkic's development is going to be super crucial. If he can be in shape and he can really improve and show that he can be a guy that the Blazers can count on in that starting center role, then the Blazers maybe have an answer there. He looked good on the defensive end tonight when he was out there and. Uh, I liked what he did as a pick-and-roll man, setting solid screens, rolling. He showed a nice jumper. His jumper looks very natural. It is not a plumly mid-range jumper. And, and the one he knocked down was like a 18-footer, so it wasn't even one of those baby baby elbow shots. It was a, a, a long two. And so it, 
Nurkic showed the whole package of things. His post-ups tonight weren't weren't that encouraging, but what I did like about him was the things that he looked comfortable doing with the ball in his hands in the screen and roll and the position that he can create and and the deflections he was creating and the opportunities he was creating on the offensive glass. Uh, he only had one offensive board tonight, and I would have to check the numbers on NBA.com later. I don't think they haven't been processed yet, but uh, it seemed like he was creating a lot of chances down there, even if he individually was not cr- getting corralling those chances necessarily. And and I've talked about this before. The Blazers, at least with the CJ and, and, and Dame construction, a major part of the Blazers' success last year was built on being better at offensive rebounding than most teams. And if Nurkic can be a guy who gets offensive rebounds and finishes and also gets offensive rebounds and kicks them out for open threes, something that the Blazers throughout Damian Lillard's career and and Terry Stotts' tenure, when the Blazers have been good, they've been getting those second-chance rebounds and kicking them out for threes and, and really beating teams that way. Robin Lopez, uh, I don't know if uh, you probably remember that, but that wasn't that long ago. Great offensive rebounder, created a lot of second chances, got a lot of times when when the defense is kind of resetting. It's it's basically like a three-pointer in transition. An offensive rebound is basically a transition opportunity. So if Nurkic can commit himself to doing that and and being a disruptive force on the glass, on the offensive glass, I think that's going to go a long way in, in helping the Blazers and, and making this deal and, 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 and advancing their cause because they – Ed Davis hasn't been that guy this season. He was he hasn't been the same guy on the offensive glass, and his finishing also hasn't been as good. And you know, Davis is 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 a little bit later in his career. He's not as young. He's also not a naturally bulky guy like like Nurkic. So if if Nurkic can really commit to that and be able to use his frame and his skills his rolling threat, the things he can do with the ball in those situations, but also create space down low and create rebounding opportunities, then that's the ideal partner as a big man that you would want next to Lillard and McCollum. And if they have to post him up occasionally to kind of appease him, that's that's okay. You just don't want to see it become too much of a focal point of the offense that uh, it, it's something that they're, they're doing for possession after possession I don't I don't necessarily think that that's a, a move that they need to go to right now uh or a move that they need to go to at all uh because I think he's really skilled with his feet he's got a lot of great skills that he can do as, 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 that he can use as a big man as a role man and if he if he can post up against guys then that's great but uh I would love to see him focus on offensive rebound pick and roll and, and and just being versatile because I think that's what he can do the most to help the Blazers as a team. But uh, you also have to keep the big man happy, and that that that's just a rule of basketball. You always have to keep the big man happy. But as long as they get him touches, I think whatever way they come in, uh, I think that's important. But uh, we'll see how they do with the post ups moving forward. He did get a few tonight, turned it over a couple times, uh, but. We'll, we'll see how that develops. And 
I think we're gonna start. We're gonna start talking about a little bit more college basketball. Just gonna just gonna throw that out there. Uh, this is is shaping up to be a season where we're gonna start thinking about the draft. I know a lot of y'all already are. The Blazers have three picks, of course, in the draft, but none are probably going to be better than their pick. However, they may have gotten a boost with the news about Kevin Love needing uh, uh, some surgery on his knee, and and there's no such thing as some surgery. Surgery is surgery. Uh, So Cleveland's pick may end up being better than anticipated which was uh, looking like a, a, a low 20s pick uh, already. But if they keep if they lose games w- with Love out, if that Love injury causes them problems and they don't really add uh, talent to help them win at the deadline, even though LeBron is, is begging them to, that could really help Portland to get a better pick from there. And maybe that c- it could be a more attractive asset or something. Uh, but... We're going to be looking at the draft, I, th- I think, because Portland is is really struggling, and uh, I don't see how the Nurkic thing is going to help them get into the playoffs because he's clearly not in shape. And the other problem now that you also have is that Aminu may be dealing with an injury. Evan Turner is out, and the Blazers who have had trouble scoring for the past month or so are going to continue to have trouble scoring. And they had 88 points tonight. And Utah plays good defense. So you can give them credit for that. But 88 points for an NBA team, a team like the Blazers, Lillard McCollum, is just not not going to get it done. And I don't necessarily think that they're going to be getting it done all that much. And it's not going to be that hard for them to, to get into a good draft position there. It's, it's really not going to be that hard. Uh, as we look at the standings tonight with some games still being played, the Blazers are now 10th in the Western conference and they're only, uh, they're a, a full game ahead of Dallas who is in 12th, and they are a game and a half ahead of Minnesota, who, as of right now, Minnesota, they got their 22nd victory tonight, but coming into this game, they were in the sixth position for a a draft pick, according to tankathon.com. So Portland is right there to get uh, a top-five pick, and... They don't have to do a lot to do it because they've had bad injury luck. They made this trade, and they may be getting more bad injury luck because we don't know how bad the Aminu injury is, and maybe we learn more about that uh, over the All-Star break. Maybe we don't but because that's that's sometimes how the Blazers are with injuries, and they usually, uh, you know, they don't need to – they don't report something unless they have to – so we'll see, and, and maybe there's nothing wrong long-term with Aminu, which would be great. You don't want to have that happen to a guy who is super important to the success of this team and probably one of their most valuable assets as well. But the Blazers are close, and uh, it, it's not going to take a lot for them to get into uh, top-five pick territory because the East is better. Philadelphia has been good. Miami went on a big win streak. 
And those were two teams that looked like they were going to be fighting for that top pick. And now it's kind of Brooklyn and then everyone else in the East is kind of in the same vicinity as the Blazers. So uh, it's not even it is it is uh they don't have to really try that hard to get a really good pick and uh i think they will be trying to battle it out as some of these teams are but uh they also have a lot of things going against them even if they try that is going to make it really hard for them to get in the playoffs and i think make it really easy for them to uh get a, a really solid pick in this in this upcoming draft coming in the blazers were projected to be the the 10th the pick in the draft so uh that's something that that will change uh or that could likely change with the Nurkic deal and you got Leonard and Vonley going to be getting a lot of minutes maybe Pat Connaughton getting a lot of minutes a, a, a lot of guys getting a lot of minutes that that you didn't think were going to that uh that this is just where we are, and 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 I I, I can definitely see this happening now. Uh, and just the vibes off the team right now, they just it hasn't felt right all season. And I remember when I was at the the Laker game in early January, I came back and I said that it looked worse in person. And this could just be one of those years where it's just it's just not going to happen. There's just something off, and and I don't really see them just turning it around. So I think the things to watch for down the stretch of this season definitely watch Nurkic's development because he's if he's good, then that trade uh, is is a, is a really good one. I thought I think it was a good one for their future, but then it really pays dividends because then it gives you an answer at center that you wanted a bigger guy who can guard bigger guys on the interior, be more of a presence, get offensive boards and do all the things in one player that the Blazers have had in a lot of individual players over the years, but to just have not had uh in one player to pair alongside their guards and their other talented wing players like Aminu and Harkless so that's something to watch watching the development of guys like Harkless because he's still very young still uh kind of opening up his game and and also McCollum Lillard see what those guys can add to the table and and maybe maybe we see something from Myers Leonard and Noah Vonley over this next stretch uh but I, at the very worst, we're going to find out what those guys have, and 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 I, and I think uh, this season's still going to be important to watch to determine who's going to be around in the future for this team. The All Star break is here. The Blazers are off until next week. CJ McCollum will be in the three point shootout, but I'm sure we'll hear more about the Blazers, and we'll be back. Until then.